It's Thermal Soundwaves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. See Truth here with you, doing a special feature on some of the filmmakers, producers, writers, and creators coming up and behind this year's uh, Concho International Film Festival 2022. Right now, joining us is Miss Franz Luz Benson who is a playwright, a screenwriter. She's done work on stage. She's very, very skilled with the pen. Uh, a lot of awards and a lot of accolades have come her way. And uh, she's joining us right now on the program. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Tell everybody a little bit about your background and where you're from. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, great to, it's great to be here. Um, uh, well, I grew up in Miami, uh, but I was born in Africa. It was uh, Europe at the time. It's the Democratic Republic of Congo. And both of my parents are from Haiti, born and raised. Um, and we uh, moved to Miami when I was about seven. We were, we moved around a lot. So that, it's always complicated when people ask me where you're from, because it's, it's really not a simple answer for me. Um, but uh, Miami is, is, is kind of where I grew up and I moved to New York uh, in my 20s after undergrad and, and was there for quite a while and I'm based in Los Angeles now and uh, I started as a playwright uh, well I should back up I, I really started as an actor um, I started acting when I was uh, about 12 and uh, my Bachelor's was, uh, I did a BFA in theater as an actor, um, but I also started writing around that time. When I first moved to New York, I was doing both, and I just fell in love with playwriting and uh, just naturally gravitated to that. I just wanted to focus, um, I, I really wanted to learn the craft and uh, so yeah, I've been I've been primarily a playwright for most of my career, and started doing TV a few years ago, and uh, done a little bit of film, uh, but but mostly uh, TV and theater. Definitely, and uh, you've gotten quite the accolades: award-winning playwright, screenwriter, the Lily's Twenty Twenty One, Lorraine Hansberry Award, the NYSCA Ind Individual Artist Award. Two-time Bay Area Playwrights Festival semifinalist, a Dramatist Guild Fellow, Sony Pictures Television Diverse Writers Fellow, a staff writer for Viacom CBS, and uh, it goes on and on and on. Where did your your passion and your just just love of just writing, of, of performing, and the arts? Where did that start for you? Well, performing was, was the I mean, I, I danced when I was, yeah, I always wanted attention <laughs> and, um, and I was always creative. You know, I was always, I was one of those kids that was like, you know, during the holidays, write the plays and perform. And, um, but I took my first uh, theater class when I was in sixth grade and I, I didn't really know what it was. Some of my friends were doing it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it too. And it really just, it felt so natural to me to to be on stage. And uh, I never forget like the, it, I, I had to do an audition and I didn't know what improv was. I had never done it before. The instructor gave a, a very quick 
explanation and then told this, you know, to be puppies in a <laughs> in a pet store. And I, like, it, I didn't even think twice. It just felt so natural to me. And I, you know, I had my difficulties growing up. Um, there were things at home that were challenging. And then also being a first generationer, you know, that whole, that whole uh, <laughs> drama of, you know, not, not knowing where I fit in. And, uh, and so when I, you know, when I was in theater class, when I was acting, that was where I really, I felt the safest. Um, that's where I felt um, completely free to express myself. And um, when I think back now, I feel like, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been able to articulate this back then, but, uh, you know, on, on stage, ironically, performing, I felt my authentic self. I, you know, I wasn't self-conscious. I wasn't, I didn't have fears. I mean, I, I just, so I just loved it. And I, and I loved performing plays and reading plays and just loved the whole craft of theater. When I started writing plays, um, I started writing plays in earnest uh, when I was uh, working on my undergrad in college. And it was mostly out of just getting tired of not being, not even being considered for certain roles as a, as you know, one of the few black actors in the program, um, getting the same types of roles over and over again, getting typecast, um, along with, you know, friends of mine, the other, the other black students. And so at first it, it was just out of me wanting to write the kinds of roles that I wanted to play. Um, and then I just, uh, you know, I, I discovered that I, that I was, I was not bad at it <laughs> and, uh, and I was encouraged, you know, it was reflected back to me by professors, by my peers, that I was actually pretty good at it. And, um, so I just kept at it and, you know, same thing in New York, I was primarily uh, initially writing plays because I just didn't like what was available to me as a as a black actor and what was available to um, my peers who I thought were so talented and could do so much more um, and and also at the same time the first full-length play that I wrote was um, my senior year and it was you know it was like my final project we were we were tasked to write and perform a solo piece and I was going to write a play about Michelle Duvalier, who was the wife of the dictator of Haiti, Baby Doc. And uh, the more that I delved into the research of that dictatorship and Haiti's history and how um, music and dance and art, like how it's all interwoven, I, I just couldn't just write a solo. I wanted to write a, a full play. And I, you know, I pitched it to my advisor and I had, by that time I had written a few things. I'd written a few one acts and he felt that I could handle it. And so I wrote a full length play called Silence of the Mambo. And it took place, it takes place on the night of the coup in Haiti in the eighties. And it's, and it's, it's over the course of the, the evening. 
following this one family um, and we find out that the mother of the family who I played was raped by Tontamaku many years ago and never told anybody and you know over the course of the evening she you know unburdens herself with this um, and it uh, and I incorporate a lot of spirituality that the family practices voodoo which is also something you know the more that I researched um, because growing up in Miami uh, when I grew up in Miami it was very anti-Haitian um, and just Anytime anybody spoke of, of Haiti, of Haitians, in the media, wherever, it was negative. They were all stereotypes. It was really derogatory. And so the more that I, the more that I learned about my history and our culture, I wanted to celebrate it. And so, so yeah, so that was the first full-length play I wrote. And it just, the way people responded to it, uh, I, I could, I just, it kind of blew me away. I, I didn't expect people to. It's a heavy piece. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, just, uh, you know, it was, it was like, it was my senior project. I didn't, I didn't think anybody else could see it besides, you know, the other students, but, you know, the people from all over started coming and, you know, it was a sort of mouth. And then I, um was given a little grant by someone who saw it to perform it throughout miami and so that's kind of what started my playwriting career because that did end up being um the first play that i produced and that also just sparked my sort of my artistic mission uh i felt that it it, it was really important for me to tell our stories as a haitian american and to correct you know, revisionist history and and really to uplift and celebrate our culture so that really was like a driving force behind um, my work as a playwright definitely it's thermal sound waves and we're talking to playwright artist france luz benson here with us on the program um if you like to share some of the difficulties you, you said that you had uh in the household coming up and also um your current work as far as the subject matter that you're tackling with that sure uh, uh let's see <laughs> i want to i want to protect the people who aren't here to sure sure those but i mean uh growing up i think it all boils down to honestly my parents you know just doing the best that they could like many immigrant parents um besides what all parents have to deal with um and then besides what all black parents have to deal with raising um kids in america but then on top of that you know immigrant parents also have the added challenge of adjusting to this new country and um, trying to find their footing and you know again in Miami, it, it was so anti-Haitian. It was, you know, and so my parents did the best that they could, but you know, they, <laughs> um, no, they, they could be severe and and uh, restrict. And I'll just leave it at that. They could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate. I, I know, I know what you're talking about. So yeah. Haitian or Caribbean people listening, like enough said. Yeah, we all know. We all know. <laughs> Um, so there was that, and then, um, and then, it, you know, in school, it was it was just 
you know, not fitting in, you know, the black American kids didn't like me, you know, I didn't fit in with the white kids. I didn't, you know, and just like, yeah, all that struggle. Um, so that, that's kind of what it boiled down to. Gotcha. Um, coming to and bringing it forward now, um, what, what are you currently working on and, and what are you tackling as far as, um, that subject matter? Oh my gosh, good question. Well, I'm I'm working on a new pilot. Uh, I just uh, I just wrapped. I was I was just in a writer's room for a new show, which I can't really talk about yet, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was just on in a writer's room for a show with uh, CBS, um, and now I'm working on a pilot um, about a. Uh, a woman from the Caribbean. I, I, I created a fictional Caribbean island for this, but she um, comes from a violent past and uh, kind of rehabilitated herself and reinvented herself and uh, eventually became a yoga instructor and she's kind of a celebrity yoga instructor. And she ends up uh, taking a job at a resort on this Caribbean island uh, because she discovers that uh, her father's death when she was young um, and her mother was also, her mother's in prison, her mother was framed and she finds out the family responsible for what happened to her parents um, run this resort and so she takes this job uh, to kind of be the director of wellness um, but she's really going to avenge her family and while she's there she discovers that they're also running a trafficking ring there a sex trafficking ring and um and just kind of feels compelled to do something about it uh so that's that's one of the things that i'm working on and um i've also i've been writing a trilogy about the haitian revolution um so i'm working on the third and final play of that trilogy um and i'm also uh i the commission that I received from Atlantic Theatre Company. Um, I'm writing a play about uh, a family dealing with mental health and, and the history of mental health in their family over the course of generations. Um, so most of what I write, you know, I write, I do write a lot from my cultural perspective. I don't always, they're not always Haitian characters or takes place in Haiti, but, but I often write from that perspective. Um, but I also tend to write uh, things that are um, that explore uh, themes around social justice. Um, uh, I, you know, my work is is usually very character driven, and I'm and I'm really interested in how we recover from trauma, how we how it affects us over generations, over time. Um, and, you know, I try to write about things that, uh, especially in the Black community, in the Caribbean community, that are not often talked about. So sexual abuse and assault, um, mental health, uh, those kinds of things, um, just family dynamics, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Definitely. Definitely. It's Thermal Soundwaves. See Truth here. We are 
uh, spotlighting some of the officially selected filmmakers in this year's Cannes Shell International Film Festival. And uh, we're talking to Miss France Luz Benson, who's done some wonderful work, um, especially on the Haitian experience, which I think it's, it's great that you've done that because there's a lot that people don't know and a lot of misconceptions. So it's, it's much truth that we can get out with that, uh, the more the better. So I applaud you for that. And final couple questions. Um, how do you feel about being involved in uh, the Conchelle International Film Festival, being one of the selected filmmakers of this year's festival? And the second question is, um, what do you feel on progress, if there has been any, as far as, you know, roles for, for women, for for women of Caribbean descent, of Haitian descent and so forth? And, and what do we need to see um, going forward in regards to all of that? Ooh, okay. Well, the first question, I'm psyched. I'm so excited to be part of the, the festival. Uh, I'm honored uh, to be asked. I've known Magali for so long. I've known Magali, oh my God, I mean, going on 20 years. Um, and I love everything she does. I admire her and um, and I think it's amazing what she's created with Kong Shell. So I'm, I'm really just honored and delighted to be a part of it um and uh progress uh you know i i'm hopeful because it's definitely still disproportionate in terms of representation for you know black women black characters people from the caribbean people from haiti but uh it's changing you know i mean when i was growing up there was nothing <laughs> i mean there was very few roles for, for black people, period, let alone, you know, someone from the Caribbean, someone from Africa. So, you know, I think I, I'm hopeful, you know, I um, watched that show, which Magali, uh, who created Kong Shell, uh, was in. Uh, I don't know if you've seen um, Grand Army on Netflix, uh, but one of the characters was Haitian and her family was Haitian and, you know, the scenes um, in the family, in, in, the, in that character's family, whenever she was home, the, they were talking Creole. I was like, my mind was blown. I could not believe I was watching uh, like a show, <laughs> an American show on Netflix, and people were talking Creole. There was a character's Haitian. It wasn't about voodoo, and it wasn't about something you know crazy. It, it was just that was you know. So that's like I think that's progress, and I. There's uh, ironically in theater, and theater has to catch up. <laughs> but I think it's getting better in film. I know um, there's another show on Netflix, Startup, uh, with a Haitian character, and you know I see it more and more. I, I see it pop up more and more. And I what I would like to see is um, just in general that film and television is truly um, truly represents you know the the makeup of this country. You know, that, you know, we, we're the majority. People of color are the majority. So it shouldn't be something rare when we see, when we're, you know, when there's representation. I would like it to just be the norm. And absolutely. Yeah. So, but I, I'm hopeful. I think it's, I think it's getting better slowly, 
surely yeah no question definitely well we appreciate you taking some time out from your busy schedule um we've been talking to miss france Luz benson um artist creator playwright writer extraordinaire and you can catch her this year at the Conchell international film festival 2022 and for those who would like to see more of your work and explore some more of the things that you do uh let them know your website social medias and so forth uh, sure. My website, www, whatever, many W's. <laughs> France is very easy. FranceLuceBenson.com. Uh, and I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Luce, L-U-C-E, loves light. And uh, you can read some of my plays on the New Play Exchange. If you look up New Play Exchange. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but <laughs> I'm not that active on Twitter, but you can find me, you know, you could DM me if you want to, if you want to, you know, find out where I'm at, what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you once again for taking some time out and uh, we definitely appreciated it and uh, learning some more about you and the things that you're working on and looking forward to uh, that, that show that you're doing and some more things in the future and uh, actually seeing you this year in, in the festival. So thank you very much. Well, thank Thank you for having me. This was great. Take care. Have a great evening. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. Yes, indeed. The Sea Truth here with you. Uh, we are doing a special this round, this segment on all of those who are creatives involved with the Conchell International Film Festival uh, this year. And it could be filmmakers, writers, directors, actors, uh, playwrights, uh, producers uh, the list goes on and on and on we're highlighting some of those people who are involved uh with the festival this year and those who are also doing master classes as well and so forth so uh, i hope you've been enjoying uh what we've been doing with uh, those folks and those individuals and uh, make sure you check out the festival go to conch shell um iff.com to get your festival passes and to find out more information all right see truth thermal sound waves the natural alternative to fast food radio until next time i say peace <laughs>